0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Mind, Body and Soul. This is your host Atia. I hope you're all keeping well and you're all staying safe. I'm really sorry for uh, the delay in uploading this episode. I've just been super busy with life. Uh, Unfortunately it does take over. Um, I will try and become more regular with these but As you know, I do have a full-time job. (laughs) Well, I have two. uh, A full-time and a part-time. And then, obviously, um, the housework never ends, does it? So, um, today's episode, I was kind of um, contemplating whether to do this or not, because it's very personal to me, and that's uh, about um, loss and grief. And that can come in many ways. So, when at the moment somebody dies whether it's a death that's expected it's always unexpected even if it's a sudden unexpected death you know it it's completely out of the blue that's also devastating and there's nothing anyone can say or you know to make it better for us but if there's something I could say to you I will tell you that it's normal for you to feel whatever you're feeling don't let anyone tell you otherwise you know you may be feeling numb you may be feeling nothing at all you may feel completely unable to cope absolutely shattered unable to speak or sometimes you might find yourself that you you don't you never stop speaking you know there's no such range of feelings um great- great grief it's it's very it's a very small word that's quite tidy you know it's like quite compact and everything about grief and loss it's chaotic it's it's messy it's unpredictable the two key things here here are one that it's You know, it's not a time for you to turn against yourselves because often people turn the pain against themselves in the form of guilt and regret and the what ifs. Um, And number two, you know, I want you to try and be self compassionate as much as you can try to get close to people in your life and let them help you open up to them, tell them what you're feeling and let them support you ask for help there is absolutely no shame in asking for help Um, probably the single most important thing you need when a loved one dies is the love and support of other people those people that care about you It doesn't replace the person that's died but what can happen is they can hold you whilst you're kind of shattered and you're trying to make make sense of what's just happened to you. Grief is extremely personal, it's very unique and as I said there's no one way to grieve and we all have to find our own way. At the same time, I think the process of grieving is that paradox, you know, that you can have, that you have to find a way of living with the reality of the loss. And pain is the agent of change and pain. It's it's what forces you to adjust to this new reality that you don't really want to. Losing my brother to cancer had many effects on my on me as a person you know such as the loss of a long-term relationship Uh, we were both deeply connected with each other we had been present in each other's lives through all of our life's ups and downs and his death represented the loss of my bestest friend my protector he was my confidant with whom I would share many memories. I had to grieve the loss of my past relationship and the role I had pictured my brother in our future also. I also felt a lot of guilt a lot of it and I I would often replay, I still do sometimes, the what ifs and if only scenarios in my mind only if I had attended more of his appointments with him or questioned his doctors more and maybe we could have picked up you know, picked it up sooner I don't know but it just wasn't meant to be I also found myself going through the survivor guilt. This is where I would question why I wasn't the one who died, why did he have to suffer Why did he have to leave so soon? You know, he was only 40. After his passing, there was redefinition of my role in my family. You know, we both had different, sometimes unspoken roles and and responsibilities that changed. I ended up taking on new responsibilities, such as becoming the oldest child to whom all my family members ended up looking for leadership and direction. This change did and has caused me to feel more stressed and if I may say this, even resentment at times, you know, during my own grieving process, I felt that I had to be the strong one or that's what my parents expected me to be and it was overwhelming to say the least. You know, there were days I just couldn't cope with anything and I just felt like, I wasn't able to grieve, or I wasn't allowed to grieve. I just had to carry on with life. We all develop early in our lives our coping mechanisms to deal with the pain. And it is often the things that people do to avoid the pain that does them harm. And I didn't want to do that. You know, sometimes, for example, people, you know, they resort to drugs... Alcohol, it could be gambling um people avoid it as well, um or even you know they end up having destructive relationships. they try and spoil things that they have. We find so many ways of actually not allowing ourselves to feel the pain, so we try and look for escapism and What research shows is that it it isn't the circumstances of death that will predict a negative or positive outcome for any individual. It's actually the support that they get at the time and after the death. So that's really the key component to anybody finding a way of rebuilding their life. And support can come in many different forms. It can come in the form of talking, in a peer group where people have a sense of that so much is understood without you actually having to say anything or keep explaining yourself it's also another place where you can tell your story and feel like it's being acknowledged you know that you're actually being listened to you know they're feeling your pain because they've gone through the same trauma the same loss as you In a sense. You know. In this environment. Everybody feels like they are in this together. Because. Grief is. It can be so isolating. And such a lonely place to be in. I also think. Talking to friends. To people that can listen. That can sometimes help. In my case. I've learned that not everybody can find words to express their grief. So some of you may find it easier to journal their feelings. You know, the feelings that you're feeling. It's just about finding a way that connects you to the person that has died. This this can also be an ideal time to rely on your religious affiliations to help you through the challenges of grief. Although it helped me um, after some time and I think that's the only thing that's keeping me strong up until now it may not be possible first you know some of you may end up questioning your faith or even if you no longer follow any particular religion as you did in the past I would say this is the time to return that stronghold in your life again and gain solace from spiritual activities if you can uh, many faith organisations offer support in other ways such as a one on one support or support groups focused on dealing with loss you you may be spiritual in a way that's not correct, uh, connected to religion um, for example you know you can you can go for a walk in nature that could be your way of affirming faith and that's valuable too so I would say you know try and find your own way Um, the first weeks, months and even the first year of loss it certainly feels like it's never going to change and when you hear people saying to you that time is a great healer that can definitely sound like you know you're being patronized I got to hear that all the time you know people would and they, mean, they would mean well don't get me wrong you know it was coming from a a good place it was coming from a safe place but at the time I was hurting and that's not something I wanted to hear all I can say is that you will always feel that void that emptiness I still do and it's been nine years you know it it, it, it's, it still feels painful you will always be pain. you know it will always be painful for you and you will always miss them and you will always love the person that has died but I, I do have some good days you know where the intensity of the pain and the overwhelm i feel it does change and that that's really not our choice it's just natural it's just a, a natural organic process that you're not in charge of, and that's the overwhelm you feel, and the only thing that you can do is find ways of supporting yourself, you know to navigate that that process and as it comes through your system, but it's also so important to allow that to happen, and I think one of the complexities of bereaving is that the pain connects you to the person that's died and so it can feel it can feel like you're abandoning them if you stop feeling the pain and getting back to a little bit of normality or even if you find yourself laughing you automatically start to feel guilty because you feel like you've left the person that's died my mum did this and she still does it to this day she cannot find happiness in anything since losing my brother, she feels guilty you know, for going out for meeting friends she feels that no one is allowed to celebrate anything or be happy anymore because that would mean none of us miss him or that we have forgotten him But. I have started to think differently because we will reunite and we will all get to meet him again so we can all allow ourselves to f- to really feel the pain and feel him close to us close to us but equally we have to give ourselves the permission to have a break from it too because I think that's what my brother would want us to And we have to try and do something that gives us pleasure or brings us comfort as well without that added guilt. We should be able to make those active choices that help us without carrying that extra guilt because, you know, my brother, he wouldn't want us to, you know, he wouldn't want us putting our lives on hold or being sad all the time because he's a very jovial person. And I'm sure if you've lost a loved one, you know, they would want to see you happy too. You know, life is so short and unpredictable and we should try and live each day like it's our last. That means we should treat some things with urgencies. You know, saying I love you, for instance, is something we should say to those we care about. At every chance we get. At the end of the day, what truly matters is the people we loved and cared about and how readily we expressed this feeling to them when they were around us. Next week, I will speak about the five stages of grief and what helped me and my family. I first came to know of this at the time of my counselling sessions. Um, and we also cover this in our therapy training these tools help us frame and identify what we may be feeling I will also um, have a guest on my show next week which is my sister and she coped with with losing my brother in a very different way to me. She went into denial and She's actually ready to speak about her experience now. Um, So she explains how she came out of it. So I will be having a a chat with her as well. So I'm looking forward to that next week. Um, I hope this was of some help and comfort. Please let me know your thoughts on today's topic. And don't forget to share it with anyone that you think may benefit from listening to it. Until next time, please, as always, do take the best care of yourself and those loved ones around you. Thank you. Bye bye.